Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast. If you're already doing so, thank you and tell your friends to do so as well. Besides nhte.net, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as on Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to now hear this entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at nhte.net. The show is on a whole bunch more, though, so don't worry if you don't see your favorite on there. Look for this show almost anywhere that you get podcasts. Joining me today on location at the Winter Nam Show in Anaheim, California, my guests are a reggae band out of Orlando, Florida. They have two singles on Spotify that have amassed more than a million listens, and their YouTube videos have over a million views. They released their second album in August and are in the midst of a multi-city tour between now and the end of March. You've been hearing a song of theirs called Gimme Love. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Cashed Out. What's up, Bruce? Hey, how's it going? The, the way you said that, it makes us sound like we're some amazing huge band. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just roll with it. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for taking time out to talk to me today. I appreciate you all being here. Thank you for having us. You bet. Let's start off by having you tell the listeners about the song that we were just playing called Gimme Love. Well, it's about getting love. And uh, I think everybody likes that. So at some point Who wrote it? Uh, When was it written? What was the inspiration? That kind of thing. I believe it started off as you and Nick Jackson. Jackson and Nick came up with the idea. We kind of perfected it as a group. And uh, and it was born. First song with Nick singing. Yes. Oh, that's right. It's the first song that features our boy Nick over there singing. Would you like to say something about it, Nick? Yeah, so Gimme Love was fun because I think that was one of the first ones that we wrote for the Undercover album. Um, I believe it was that one. And what was the second? And Undercover, we kind of did at the same couple day session so but what's the what's the process because there's five of you so is so is it like one or two of you write and then you send it to the other guys for feedback or how does that work in terms of what you know is the assembly line maybe i think we all have our strong suits of um you know the writing process uh greg is amazing at lyrics and melody jackson writes sick guitar riffs and i'm pretty okay at composition and just arranging the uh, instrumental kind of stuff and Um, and then joey and marshall come in and throw rhythm and bass on there and it's just it's magic but we all contribute equally and and write the same amount i think and listeners hopefully by now you've been listening to the show for a while you know that i've been saying for the last couple of months that on the show's instagram account and in the weekly e-newsletter i announced at the beginning of the calendar year that i overhauled the patreon for the show and that you can now get bonus content That is ad-free only through that method and all for just five bucks a month. So Cashed Out and I will be talking about even more over on there. Plus there are already audio files up there on the Patreon from the last couple of months of NHTE episodes. So hit the show website nhte.net and then click on the orange colored support us on Patreon button for access and more details. So we dove right in there because I wanted to have you all talk about that song that we were playing. But 
Let's start with the members of the band. If you could each introduce yourselves and tell the listeners what your role in the band is, because certainly we're going to have cashed out fans and followers who are listening to this, but the show has gotten listeners from 152 countries around the world. So there's people that are just going to be introduced to the band for the first time. So if you can all say who you are and what your role in the band is. My name is Greg and I sing. My name is Jackson and I play guitar. My name is Marshall. I play drums. I'm Joseph Manley Brown the third. I play the bass guitar. I'm the best bassist in the band. First chair. <laughs> I'm Nick. I play keys. <laughs> so whichever one of you wants to give the listeners some background, just talk about how and when the band got its start. It was many moons ago. Uh, what year was it? Uh, probably 2014. 2014. And um, I was in my studio, and I had an artist that we all mutually know um or most of us do uh and he jackson was his session guitarist uh and i was holding the studio session so he started playing some cool stuff on guitar and i said want to be in a band and he said yes and now look what you made us do (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much how it went. And then we just called in our friends. and and uh, So the five of you all knew each other already? One way or another, but we didn't know Nick yet. It was through Jackson's girlfriend. who They had known Nick. And we had like seen him before online, and we're like, how do we get that guy to play for us? And then we just asked him. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it worked. Yeah, so if you ever want something, just, just ask. You have 50-50 chance. But I'm glad that you yeah. said that because, you know, Unfortunately, it's not that easy for a lot of bands that form or a lot of bands that have to replace somebody. And I talked to another band while I was here at NAMM show and said, you know, what's that like in terms of having to put the call out when you're looking either to start a band or to replace a guitar player, to replace a drummer or whatever. And um, it sounds like for Cashed Out, it was, sorry, Bruce, we don't really have any kind of sexy tale for you. We all kind of knew each other. We're like really lucky because like whenever we like basically give the question like do you want to join the band before we even say that we're like hey are you willing to abandon your life for music because that's like requirement number one and essentially that's what happened like we're really lucky i feel like we're the dream team and i always say that we destiny brought us together because like jackson just so happened to be at that studio and greg just so happened to have like roots into the scene where he's like oh wow the music this kid's playing i can sell it to my friends and i can get on more shows and it can work out and jackson knew me from high school and Marshall, the mutual artist that they worked with, Marshall used to play with them back in the day. Mm. And then we found Nick through fate as well, and it all fit together. Like, we auditioned so many keyboardists, so many. And with Nick, we played one minute, one minute with Nick, and we were like, excellent, we got this guy. But so, Nick, not to put Joey on the spot, but was that true? Did they come to you and say, are you willing to abandon everything to go all in with music and with this, with this band? That was basically the first conversation I had with Jackson, yeah. And I said, I'm all in for it. Yeah, let's go. Let's get in the van. <laughs> but they've said some nice, nice, some nice things about you. How did that make you feel that it was, we got to go and find this guy instead of you, quote unquote, auditioning to be in some band? Uh, it was awesome, man, because I've had a few bands in my day, never anything this serious or whatever, but... Uh, we all did just instantly kind of click, so it it's really hard to find that sort of thing. So I've always wanted to have a band of hardworking people that everyone's just 100% amazing at what they do, 
and their strengths, and I think we got that. So Let's give Marshall it's a chance cool. to talk here because I want to ask, how important is it for the chemistry? I, I imagine that that's something that can't be overstated for a band if you're going to have any kind of success. Yeah, I mean, we try and take a, a lot of time away from each other to try and keep that interesting. <laughs> Absence meets the heart grow fonder. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, we, we spend, I mean damn near seven months out of the year together in a van driving across the country and um it's really important and uh you know it it doesn't not everybody gets along all the time but you you realize that everybody's coming from a good place and uh that they're just trying to make this band the best that we can i mean really that's at the top of all of our priority list and that's really if you want to do something like this you have to be like this is I'm all in. I'm, this is my priority. Uh, you know, uh, take a shower, hopefully sometimes wash your clothes. But uh, the band is, is it's going to come before all that stuff. Does it help that there's an odd number of guys in the band so that if something came down to where y'all had to take a vote, at least you know that three's going to win? Wow. I think... That's a, that's a great Don't wow. get any ideas, Joey. That's a great <laughs> wow. uh, no, I, I think that we are all on the same page pretty much so we never really have to come down to that kind of a vote usually we all have a pretty good idea of what we want as a whole and if it if there's a decision that needs to be made most of our heads are in the same place and we can easily agree if there's like you know a reason why if we just explain why we think something should happen it's usually all trying to fit into the same door basically nice nice so when was your self-titled ep released oh boy that was like the first five songs we ever made um so what 2014 yeah 2014 so because we heard about your studio so do y'all record where Um, we record everywhere i mean we brought my whole studio with us in the trailer right now (laughs) i mean we're uh we're pretty the the gear thanks to technology today you can have a studio it's just a pretty small setup and get some good sounds uh so we do it we record anywhere that we can but for that first that self-titled debut ep that was recorded at my studio at home in orlando yeah 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 well listeners we're on location at the winter nam show in anaheim and we are recording using the tascam dr44 wl it's a handheld recorder it does have built-in mics on the top of it i feel like you have more control over the audio when you use external mics so we've got some tascam tm60 microphones with some xlr cables that we're using but the built-in mics this thing has so much power to it it's got wi-fi capabilities i talked about it a few weeks ago on an episode in terms of being able to operate it remotely from your smartphone Uh, i've got my tascam headphones on and tascam is set up here obviously at the nam show and boy oh boy they're i hate calling it a booth because it's enormous it's like a playground for musicians with all the different gear that they have and since this episode is airing well after nam and most of you don't have access to nam you do have access to the internet so get on tascam's website and look at all the equipment that they have available they've been in the business for more than 45 years and they have recording solutions for home hobbyists, for indie artists, and for touring professionals. It's Tascam.com. Get on their website, look and see all that they have available, and then find a dealer. That's T-A-S-C-A-M.com. So did that EP that we were just talking about, Is that did that lead to being signed with LAW Records? Uh, the Law Records 
deal was for our first day or first like uh, full length album which was called The Hookup um, we actually did send it send our EP to Law but they didn't take the bait so <laughs> so then what did get you the opportunity to get signed by them if if the debut EP didn't we, do the trick we actually formed our band under the notion that that may happen one day that was like our ideal situation and uh, we put ourselves in the path of that situation to happen basically that's the short version but was there any kind of letdown when you send it and they don't initially give you the yes or was it we'll find someone else we're going to power through this there's a lot of no's in this business I mean uh, sometimes it's just not the right time for them to sign a band you know, they, it's a financial investment on their end, so they have to be ready for that. And it might not have been what they were looking for. Maybe they had their hands full. And at that point, you just keep on keep on trucking. And we made another album, and uh, that one, they were, they were about it. We submitted it at the right time, I guess. So for the benefit of the five of you, there are a lot of listeners to this show every week who are listening because they're trying to learn from me and my guests. They are up-and-coming artists themselves. So it makes me wonder, you know, what advice do any of you have for them in terms of all of a sudden you release your debut EP and boom, you're submitting to a record label. Is it don't do it so soon, do it whenever you want? Is it don't waste your time with record labels? What are your thoughts on on all that? Um, I think it's important when you're looking for a label, it's important to understand the audience of that label and who their direct um, reach is and know understand what label services are and what you want out of that deal uh and then put yourself give them what they want you know if you if you know what they're looking for then make sure that you have it and if you don't they're not gonna they're not gonna take it so it's it's just basically everybody has a diet right or they want to eat a certain way well you know that you can eat this and you can eat that. It's the same thing with preparing your band. Yeah, if you're a metal band, don't submit to a label that only does country artists. Exactly, you know, and, and just understand what what the big picture is and where you're trying to go. And, and then, uh, you know, who the person is. That That's what I was always doing is I'd find the A&R guy who, you know, was signing the bands for that label. And... Um, figure out okay how how can i meet them where are they going to be are they going to be at a conference for this you know events like this like in nam and and uh we have florida music festival back home is it there where you're going to get some one-on-one time or how are you going to physically hand them and have a conversation you know for us it was the vans warp tour um i knew that uh the band pepper is who runs law records and i knew that pepper was going to be on the warp tour so I had to figure out a way to get on the warp tour, and I did, and it was through another band that was that I had worked with, and I offered to sell their CDs um, for you know in exchange for being on the tour, and they paid me as well, and then uh, I just went from there and found found Pepper and showed him the album. And you talked about letdowns. The first time I tried to show it to him was the worst worst time. And it would, I, <laughs> Uh, I I saw them, they were having a meet and greet at their tent and I knew that they were only on the tour for a couple more days so I thought this is my moment 
I'm going to wait until this line goes down. I'm going to run back to the bus. I'm going to grab our new album. I'm going to show it to him. Or I was going to charge my phone so I could show him the album. And I ran. I did it. And I got all excited. And I got there. And I went to go show it to him. And one of the guys in Pepper was like, he smiles at me, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, not now. And <laughs> it just, like, took the wind out of my sails. Wow. Wow. And, uh but then I, you know, eventually just sent an email to them, and they, they really loved it. It just wasn't the right time at that moment, and I learned that. So you were talking about when do you send it, when not to do it. Um, you know, probably at a time when they're sitting at a computer, like, easy to click on music, not at a festival. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's good um, advice. But sometimes that does work. You can, I know that, like, Pacifier um, hopped a fence to hand Yassad the CD and that, that worked too you know it's just a minute you know you never know what somebody's day looks like and also at the, on the same token just go for it what do you got to lose they're gonna say no you that's right. try it again that's right Joey you look like you have something that you want to say about all this you've been nodding yeah. and smiling I get rejected it. all the time <laughs> all the time and you just gotta you know you gotta live the dream and go for it you know this is a this is a show me business, and you have you have to have the courage to show your show yourself. And for us, it's proven to work so far. Real blessed. Now, Greg, just clarify when you were saying that I saw that they're going to be here. I figured I'd have to this. Yes, they were paying me. So was this solo Greg Shields' work, or was this on behalf of Cashed Out? Both. Um, okay. I Cashed Out. Nobody really knew who Cashed Out was. I had some contacts and and because I had worked on uh, this band Ballyhoo record um, I I actually saw you saw the drummer of Pepper I saw him putting up flyers on a porta potty to show what you know what time they're playing that's a warp tour thing uh, and uh, I I was like hey I made the, you know I already made this or I made this record that you I was a part of making a record that you already put out so if you'd like another one let me know and we just waited for the right moment to connect there when they didn't have anything to do so it was yeah i mean i was there solely i, I told the guy i was like i'm gonna be back in like two months <laughs> <laughs> and they're like geez that's a long time to not work and i said just trust me i'm gonna do what i can to get this deal and we got it it worked just had a little faith in myself that's all yeah, so your first full-length record was released in two, 2017 with Law Records, and it reached number two on the Billboard and iTunes reggae chart, which I'm sure you had to be pleasantly surprised at its success. We were stoked. Um, there's always... Charting is really hard. You never know who's going to put out an album that same week. And in reggae, uh, the Bob Marley album always seems to go on sale every time. Our album <laughs> comes out, so Marley's king. You man. can't you can't beat Bob, so we'll we'll take number two, you know. But when you signed with them, did you have any idea that it could lead to that kind of success? That oh my gosh, all of a sudden we signed with them and here we are at number two, or was it? I mean, that's always the dream that you have in your your head. You, we were it, it, we were we were very surprised, but also. It's like if you didn't think it could happen, why would you be trying to do it? Mm. You know, so well it's said. like you're. Yes, it's a blessing, and we're we're all, we're. I mean, even being here, we're like, then this is cool. We're like three thousand miles from home, 
and doing stuff like this and playing huge stages that people want to play and it's it's definitely something that we take in and appreciate uh pretty much every day because we're in a new state so thinking about that time when you landed at number two on the charts i'm thinking of what did you do in that moment and i don't mean celebrate but i mean do you seize it and say okay we have to tell everybody that we're trying to get the attention of that hey look at us we're number two now but then number two what's next it's like okay we're number two so we did all this work and you know unfortunately you can celebrate that and and leverage it for a while but eventually you have to move on it it's something to talk about for about a week and then you move on with your life pretty much you know it's it's a cool accolade i guess but when you say it's something to talk about for a week, do you mean to celebrate or do you mean to leverage and try to get the attention of people who you're well, if to you, business with? Well, if you reach number two, like this time, this past album, we reached number two and we had another week to try to reach number one. Uh, and then another band dropped their album and we didn't do it. We got number two again. Um, so at that point, we're like, all right, well, let's keep keep the train moving you know it's it's a blessing we're it's great to be at the top of any chart um whether it's one one less than you want or not but you really just that was made so long ago that we were like on to whatever is right in front of us uh touring yeah i guess i'm thinking of when i interviewed wordsmith here at the nam show he said that ESPN called him and said, there's a song of yours that we want to use. And he went, wow, great. And so ESPN started using his song and he said, and I'm listeners, I'm holding up air quotes. He said, so I decided to flip it and say like, okay, well now that it's there, like now I need to hurry up and start contacting other networks and show them that, hey, if ESPN is interested in my song, y'all might be interested in some of what I'm doing. So I'm thinking that you land at number two and you go, hey, you know, people that are influencers, people that are decision makers, look, we're number two right now. So give us some other big opportunity. That That's more so when you're like doing radio stuff and you're, um, the iTunes charts and the Billboard stuff was all without big radio push. So we re- recently were played on um, Sirius XM. We got picked up by them and they've been spinning the, the tracks a lot. And that's another, you know, we want to go to every platform and say, well, here it is. But to me, those are big selling points. Number two on the Billboard and iTunes reggae charts, um, getting Airplane Sirius XM, to me, those are selling points to go to a venue or to go to a TV show or whoever and say, this is why you should book us. Look, mm-hmm. we're number two. I, our agent um, it must be a real smooth talker because he gets us <laughs> wherever we need to be. So maybe that's in his pitch or not. I haven't really gone over it, but he does a great job. So you're Shout touring out to Jordan with in Madison the- House. You're touring with the Hawaiian band Pepper going all over the country for a couple months. How did you get to become a part of that? Well, like I said, uh, Pepper runs the record label that we're signed to. Uh, So that's how that friendship was born. Our first tour was with Pepper uh, and Less Than Jake. And now this will be the next time that we go out with them. And it's just really awesome. It's going to be cool to see how much we've grown since the first time we did that. Is there also some level of comfort open or i should say touring with someone that you've performed with before as opposed to just getting an opening slot for someone that you don't really know who it is and it's just whatever you know we're just focusing on cash absolutely that's a it's a family um number one especially like when 
we're all rooting for the same stuff to happen, you know, instead of like another band who uh, doesn't benefit from us doing that. <laughs> you know, so it's it's nice to um, just feel that family vibe. And any any band that we've toured with, if we if it's a repeat, it's always better than the first time. But it really just depends on the bands and how they. The Pepper is really awesome every time. Whether you even if you hadn't met them before, they're going to treat you the same. Well, and it's really great to hear you say that, this idea of we're all family, because the listeners are sick of hearing me say it over and over and over, week after week after week, but that to me, that's the spirit of collaboration, as opposed to the other CEO word, which is everybody's so worried about competition. And here you are, forming these relationships with these other bands and saying, you know, we're all here for the same thing. You know, I don't want to say, why can't we all get along, but let's all help each other out. Absolutely. Let's support they, each other. These bands don't have to, Pepper doesn't have to help us out and take us on when we were nothing, but they did. And I'm so glad they did. And we're, it's going to be a very, we're going to have a lot of gratitude on the road. But talk about building that relationship though, because there is that little bit of tension, that nervousness the first time and you say like do we approach these guys you know are we like hanging with them should we just kind of keep to ourselves and do our own thing so how do you kind of professionally politely break down that barrier to where all of a sudden it's like so much time later and it's like a fraternity now like oh we're all just friends well i just let joey do his his thing and i just kind of use that as a gauge is how well they they're we're gonna get along if they understand joey then we're good. Joey, <laughs> no. what, what is your thing? What, what, what are you doing that Greg's referring to? I don't know, man. I got to be honest with you. Greg, <laughs> I remember one time we were doing a music video, and Greg was like, Jackson, go play guitar. Nick, go write songs. Marshall, drum. Joey, do whatever it is that you do. <laughs> and I think what I do is I just, I just goof off and just try to have fun because I always say this. It's my mantra, and I, it's called living the dream. And I'm just blessed to do this all the time. Exactly. They were just Living goofing off. It's like, dude, you know how lucky I am, man? Like, I'm here. I get to goof off and play instruments. I get to shake hands with people I've admired for years. It's a blessing. And what's even better is that with Pepper in Hawaii, they have the term Ohana, which means family. And I really love that because in this band, I feel like these are my brothers. And it's a real blessing just to go on tour with them again because, you know, like you said, there's that nervous energy, the anxiety. It's all melted away at this point because... You know, there's times when you play with the band for the first time and you want to be like, okay, let's prove ourselves. You know, let's let's show up on time. Let's be professional. And then it gets to a point where you're both used to each other and you've proved yourselves to each other where it's like, cool, let's have fun now. Yeah, let's, let's goof off, you know? Let's exactly. You still got to show up and be professional, though. That's important. Yeah, yeah. Don't stop showing up on time. Tardiness sucks. Yeah, timing is a huge part with musicians. <laughs> yeah, we're late to this. Sorry, bud. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> So is jo- is Joey the band ambassador? Is that is that what I'm getting here? No, N N O. Let's put let's bring him over. If they get along with him, he'll he'll make everybody happy. No, but <laughs> usually it's like a because he's kind of our comic relief. So if he, if he's a good like icebreaker, I guess. Yeah, I'm a big polar bear. <laughs> yeah, you just never know what he's gonna say, and so. It's like, all right, well, if they get Joey right off the bat, then we're, <laughs> nothing bad can happen here. So we're good. So Cashed Out just released their second album titled Undercover this past August. Just talk about making that album perhaps different from making the first one in any way. It was very different. Uh, we did it 
in sections basically and um, that's not how we're used to making things and uh, it still came out great but we record like I wasn't even present for most of the instrumentation and then I didn't hear a lot of the new stuff that got added until we were recording vocals and I was like, oh, that was cool. And but why weren't you present, and w- and why was it, if you say that's not normally, pretty normally much how we do it? What? I remember it was like Christmas time, and Jax and I were in Maryland for Christmas, and we're like, we're going to leave Christmas early to go track real quick. And we just bolted home and, like, dude, that was one crazy week. Like, we were at the studio from 12 to 4, and, like, we this would show up. Orlando? At, oh yeah, and we'd show up early, just to force our audio engineer to show up early, just so that we can drain as many hours out of him as we can. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. You put up a great fight, but we won in the end. <laughs> Fourteen-hour days, love it. But yeah, this it was like we did break this off into sections with this album. Like we had a lot of mini ses- sessions. Like I think like, you know, like Nick. Jackson and Greg, they're the songwriters. We were lucky. We have three songwriters in the band. So, like, it took, like, maybe three to five sessions, and everyone, they'd bring one to four songs to the table, you know? And then, of course, Marshall and I would come in and be like, here's how bass sounds, dog. Here's how drums work. You know, things like that. And I think, you know, it has, it has its really good moments because we were able to, like, focus on family time and life at home, too. But, no is, blessing. but is your approach to just write the number of songs that you think you want for the project or is it oh we overwrite and then we pick the best 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 that we want for the record out of all those that's actually what we're pretty excited to do uh, after NAM here is we're going to post up here in California and just make a bunch of songs and just kind of vibe and not have to worry about a deadline or where we have to be or anything like that and we haven't had that liberty in a while because we've been working so hard and touring. So everything was on a hard deadline. Okay, well, be creative, and you only got two weeks. Go. <laughs> and it's we're, we don't have to do that this time. We're going to get a head start because it takes us about two years to make an album. Two years? Mm-hmm. Two years. Wow. Wow. It's, we're perfectionists, and we don't just want to just, you know put out anything we we try to make as many songs as we can it usually ends up being like the first like all the songs we end up using all the ideas almost maybe throwing out one or two um but that's we it's because we put a lot of time into each one so joey when you were saying you decided let's hustle back to orlando and max out the time with the audio engineer was that the same place that you had previously recorded though yeah red o collective that's where we did the tracking for the hookup as well as undercover and uh, thank you, Randall. Love you, Randall. You're a good guy. His new studio is called Descendant Studios. Now. Sorry, he has a whole new studio. I don't even know what that Red Oak was. Oh, same studio. This, whatever Greg said, that's it. Descendants. I like that. But in other words, even though you say, the two of you said this was done in sections, it just flowed differently. It's not because you changed a studio and they ran the place entirely different. Yeah, well, I mean... It, we just had to be in different places at different times and you know you're trying to like get work done you're trying to balance your home life and uh be creative while you can and while you have an engineer who's willing to work with you and he's the one you want and you gotta work on his schedule too so uh it was just very scattered and in pieces and we prefer to like 
work on the whole thing at once. Gotcha. I'm joined today live on location at the Winter NAM Show in Anaheim, California by Orlando-based reggae band Cashed Out. Check them out at cashedout.com. Look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of the band's name. Plus, I will also put a link to their website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on cashedout.com, you will find links to engage with the band on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, there are links there as well for their original music. You can follow them on Spotify, but support Cashed Out by purchasing their CD and vinyl album by going to their website. You can also download their music from the likes of Apple Music, which is iTunes, or get it from Amazon. But Cashed Out will benefit the most if you buy directly from their website. Keep up with them online also so you can get updates on their upcoming tour dates and any other projects that they'll be working on. I mentioned earlier about the Patreon for this show and the extra conversation that I'll be having with the guys over there. Check out the bonus audio ad-free by going to the show website, nhte.net, and hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. It's only 5 bucks a month, and there's plenty of audio up there from previous guests as well. Don't forget that another way that you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases on Amazon. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, scroll down to the tall Amazon banner, and then once you click that, it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone, or it will open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses that I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week, and I don't even see what you bought. So thanks for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon, or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. Guys, you are on the bill to be part of the California Roots Festival in Monterey, California in May. For any listeners who want to get booked in a festival, talk about that whole scene. Oh, that's a fun one. Uh, Oh, man. Like, as in how to get booked or what? Because it's hard. It's (laughs) It's hard. I mean, especially a a California-based festival and we are an east coast band um so to even make you gotta make a lot of noise that's that's pretty much the best thing you can do in the festival circuit so you you got thousands of people in one place who like one thing that you do so do it well and show them you do it well and even if you're not booked you should still be finding a way to promote to those people we go out there holding up signs saying hey look at me let's talk about our band and uh that has worked a lot we sell a lot of cds by hand that way and um that's how we got pretty much everything that we got (laughs) i mean if it makes if it makes sense uh we started in 2014 and this is our first year playing on one of the main stages at cali roots so this i mean it took a long time and it was not uh it was not like we were like well we just won't try this year <laughs> we tried every year and uh and we'll continue to try to get on that festival every year because it's it's the festival for our scene it's where we want to be and uh i mean you really got to make the right moves and just keep plugging uh never take a day off what is it somebody said uh no no days off or whatever uh, yeah no days off <laughs> never take a day off what is it no day off <laughs> Well, man, that was that was great. Thank great. You. That was great work, Shakespeare. I'm, I'm impressed. 
I like what Chance the Rapper said, where I'm not always working, but I'm never off the clock. There you go. I definitely feel that. That's a good one. And look, we go to Cali Roots every year, every year, regardless. We go in as guests because it's yeah. worth it. No matter what, we talk to people. Dude, and you have to hustle your brand. One, one festival we went to, Greg sold 100 of our CDs in one day. I sold maybe like 20, maybe I'll say 40 generously, but Greg sold 100 at in something, one day. At something that y'all weren't even performing at. Oh, no, we performed that day. Oh, yeah, okay. That okay. definitely helped. Okay. But, yeah, we've done it where we haven't performed, and we'd, we'd sell a, a huge quantity. And you can get it done. But you, from Marshall and from Greg, what I think I hear you saying is, like we talked about earlier, you know, don't submit to a record label that only does country bands if you're a metal band. In this case, don't go submitting to festivals just because you want to play at a festival someday, because if that's not your crowd, then you're going to get a no. So it's a waste of your time and a waste of the organizer's time. Yeah, if you're a thrash punk band, your local art festival is probably not your audience, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> I think um, something, too, about the festivals, like particularly Cali Roots, uh, is that you have... You know, talk about like playing the right festival. You have basically the entire genre, like your whole demographic, corralled into you know this this area. Um, so your you know your chances of uh, people discovering your band just by like going out and you know either performing or just like talking about your band to you know to people. Um, it's crazy. It's like after pretty much every big festival we do, we can see all of our numbers from ticket sales to Spotify listeners and like all that kind of stuff go up, you know, as a result of, of that. Cause it's, it's just, you have, um, just your whole demographic, like right in front of you. And there's, you know, there's no barrier between, it's not like you're going, you know, from cell phone screen to cell phone screen. It's like, just like me to you talking about music, you know what I mean? So I think that it like really kind of, breaks down that barrier and um it's it's just such a great way to introduce people to your music well and in the case of the cali roots festival for it to be an orlando based band like that has to mean a lot to you guys that you're not only able to travel all the way across the country to something so big within your genre but a chance to meet those new fans and say now we've got people who like us all the way out on the opposite coast Totally. Um, and like at those big festivals, people come from all over the country, you know, so uh, you might I might have a conversation with so and so from California and then the next guy might be from Texas, you know, and I only had to walk five feet to, you know, like now have somebody, you know, turn them onto it in another uh, side of the country as opposed know? to sitting at home in orlando and putting up a post on facebook and hoping that some person in texas sees it which like, is good too totally well, there's is, a place but, for that but at the same time here you are pressing the flesh with these very people right. and not having to worry is somebody going to see this post it's like here we are performing here i am shaking hands with the very people that we want to buy our music yeah i can't remember who it was but somebody in the scene was like you need to have seven minutes of FaceTime with every one of your fans yeah fortunate youth go and talk to your fans say hi ask them how their day was well you know what are you up to after the show like meet them hang out with them they want to hang out with you and uh i mean the more you do that the more friends and fans you're going to gain uh across you know your markets uh and they let us sleep on their floor. Yeah, sometimes they let us sleep in the house, too. Yeah. I, I think, too, like, it's, we love going out and, like, talking with, you know, fans or people who listen to the, the our bands. Sorry about that. Um, because, I mean, it's like, especially now that there are, like, some, you know, people coming out to the shows, it's like we worked so, so hard to, like, build, 
you know, uh, a following, um, you know, it's like to like hide in the green room or backstage and like, you know what I mean? And not, it just seems like very foreign and like, uh, odd. Like I, you know, I think I speak for like the whole band when I say like, we want to go out and like talk to and meet like, you know, all these people that, um, took time out of their day to like get up off their couch and maybe, you know, call a babysitter or take off of work the next day or whatever. You know what I mean? So why hide in the green room? You can talk to each other any day of the week, but here's an opportunity to get out and meet the people that you want to become fans and followers and supporters. Yeah, and friends. You know what I mean? Like, most importantly, I think that that, like, kind of attitude of, like, um, you know, we we don't want these people to be our fans. We want them to be our friends, you know, and, like, know them personally, as many of them as we possibly can. When I was talking before about your website and people buying your music and stuff, you have CDs and vinyl available on your website. So clearly you're grasping onto this resurgence of vinyl. The band is embracing that. Vinyl's working. Vinyl has won the, is one of the greatest crowds in the world because not only do people want vinyl, they'll buy the same vinyl of the same album, and the only difference will be a different color of the actual vinyl itself. The wax is different. Circus Survive is very popular for doing something like this. They'll re-release albums constantly. They'll, they'll release an album with only three singles on it, and they'll be like, and look, that vinyl is purple the vinyl is orange and it works and i believe it because like look the beatles had their first vinyl album with like the songs written on it like the lyrics to every song written on it because they wanted people to hold the album and look at it while the music was playing and it's a way more physical experience and it really you know music affects you emotionally and having a good physical product attached to that it's even more of an attachment and vinyl I think vinyl works in that regard. So when Greg said that after Nam, y'all are going to stay out here and just work on some new music, and eventually that next album, it sounds like listeners can count on seeing that come out on vinyl too. We would like to think so. Um, we've talked a lot about vinyl, and uh, I mean, it, there was a lot of requests for it, and it took us kind of a while to find the. I mean, I don't want to say find the resources, but to find find the find the drive, find the right market and stuff like that. So it wasn't it wasn't our first choice. I mean, I think we got maybe even had the CDs for a little while before we got the vinyls in. But um, like, we don't have our first full length record yet on vinyl, but we've talked about it. And I mean, one day we'll see. You know, we we talked about uh, doing it for something, but we haven't figured it out yet. Gotcha. Okay. Well, listeners, you might not be traveling out to the Cali Roots Festival in California, but if you're going to be traveling to Las Vegas, you do want to be reading the Access Vegas newsletter, which you can get in your email inbox. And they do have an offer for those who are listeners of the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast. They also have a 60-day money-back guarantee, which you're not going to need to take advantage of anyways. In 2019, less than 10 people took advantage of the 60-day money-back guarantee. As it is, there's so much information in there that it's going to take you 60 days to go through everything that they have. They also have 12 reports that they publish. The editor told me that the three most popular reports are the one about how to con the casino computers into comping you more, what is the best time to travel to Las Vegas, and then the third one is about cheap and free ATMs on the Las Vegas Strip, which, by the way, that alone, the savings on the ATMs, that will be basically the cost of your membership for the Access Vegas newsletter. They've got archives in there that you get access to, so, so much information. It's all insider tips from people who have been doing this for years and years and years because they're right there in Las Vegas. Go to the show website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and then during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off, and then you'll start getting these regularly 
in your email inbox directly from Access Vegas. Go to the show website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off at sign up. And by the way, send me an email to podcast at nhte.net and let me know how you like that newsletter. I obviously love it. I'm reading it all the time. I have a speaking engagement at the beginning of April, so I'll certainly be reading that in preparation for heading out there. Guys, Cashed Out played the the big Grand Plaza stage this morning. Uh, I wonder, is this the first NAM show for all five of you? Pretty much. And how did the show go this morning? It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Now, Greg, you are a rep with In-Ears Audio, and you got to play the Taylor stage yesterday. That's right. Nice, nice. Any other cool sponsors or relationships since y'all have been here? Um, we like our, our boy at uh, Enki Cases. Um, they keep our guitars safe. And Taylor, yeah, Taylor and In-Ears as well, um, Erasers. They are... Uh, they keep us keep our ears safe and they'll do the same for you so well we're going to close today with another song of yours one called weed man featuring edley shine before we head over to record the exclusive bonus content for patreon tell the listeners all about the song weed man well see here in california you don't have this problem but in florida it, our medicine is not uh, legal yet and we rely on a very important person who shall not be named but we call him weed man and um that's that's basically what it's about it's an ode to that man who we're very grateful for does that unnamed person know that a song was written about him or i for mean him? i think every weed man out there can appreciate the song and you know shout out to all you hustlers out there who still making it work for us us guys who can't just walk into a store and buy an ounce. That's that, that's a direct quote from the song, so you, you guys can enjoy that. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks very much for making time to be here. I appreciate it. It's good to talk to you, and uh, best of luck with the tour. Thanks so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody listening. We'll see you out there on the road. Awesome. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Orlando-based reggae band Cashed Out. Be sure to head over to cashedout.com. As I said before, you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of the band's name, although I will put a link to it from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then once you land on cashedout.com, you can see all the social media platforms that they are on so that you can get engaged with them. So be sure to like their Facebook page, Follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell them you heard them and their music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And remember that while you can follow them on Spotify, the better way to support them is by purchasing their album directly from their website or downloading from iTunes, which is Apple Music, or from Amazon. Remember also that you'll want to keep up with them online for any announcements about their live performances or other projects that they'll be working on. Don't forget that Cashed Out and I will have some extra conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there from each of the guests going back to Christmas Day, the Mudbone episode that was released on December 25th. It's only 5 bucks a month, and it's ad-free, and that's the only place you can get it. So go to the show website, nhte.net, hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button, and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. 
Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all of your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to help me with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what was six years as of mid-February. For now, that will do it for episode 318. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Cashed Out. This is the one they just talked about. It's called Weed Man. In come the thing called, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the original weed man. I'm the big one. Played by the rock, I'm up in cashed out, man. Cashed out, man. Now, right now, we just got shit in our hands. And that's for why you have to understand. Package pan a drone, get it rapidly. Sell you a clone, make you grow and you come.